1: 37 yard line, snap to Ward again, Ward in the pocket, it's starting to collapse, he's going to go down, Cam Ward gets wrapped up, Javon Parker the freshman from Detroit with the first sack of his Husky career was the first one to get to Cam Ward and that's the second sack for the Huskies tonight. How about that? Things were so out of control that we're getting freshman sacks on Saturday night as well. (laughs) I love that. Well, joining us right now on the radio show, co-defensive coordinator. uh, It's him and Chuck Morrell running the show. Uh, I believe this man is also in charge of linebackers, if I'm not mistaken. William Inge is with us on the radio show from UW. Coach, how are you? I'm
0: very good. How are you all doing? Uh, we're doing good now
1: after Saturday. That was like Christmas come early, baby, man. Yes. That was awesome. What was even more awesome, I guess if that's a word, by the way, for me, is to watch the way the defense kind of had a little bit of a hard time getting going and then completely pulled a 180 in the second half. Six points, 130 yards, five sacks, boom! Boom! in the second half the knockout punch against washington state what did you guys feed these guys at halftime man
0: we we fed them a a cup of humble and hungry soup there you
1: go Mm. (laughs) (laughs) tell us more about that about just the transformation and what they were doing in half number one or what they were not doing in half number one that you were doing in half number two
0: well the biggest thing we told the players is they just have to continue to play to their capabilities and don't get tricked by their eyes yeah because the biggest plays that they had were all kind of i got gotcha you plays. Mm. So once our guys settled down and really put their feet in the ground and really started having their eyes where they needed to be, then we started playing to our capabilities. And, and once we were great on first and second down, now you get them in third down in true passing scenarios, then we could really let the dogs out. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and you did in the second half, no question about it. So how much, how do you balance that when, okay, we've got some X's and O's, we want to show them at halftime to get them to clean it up. But we also want to chew their asses a little bit too and get them going that way and playing harder than they did in the first half. How do you balance that and how did you balance that?
0: Well, the biggest thing, when you have a lot of trust in your personnel, you, there, there isn't a lot of screaming. Okay. It's, hey, you know that what you're capable of. Now you come out here and you've got to play to it. Right. Uh, and, and you have 30 minutes to make sure you get it squared away and make it look like it's supposed to look.
1: You don't strike me as a yeller, by the way, at all. Is that accurate? If I came here behind the scenes or in the locker room or at practice, would I see you getting after guys or is your demeanor pretty much uh, you know the same?
0: I, I would be the chill hype guy to where I, I tell the players, if you do what you're supposed to do and you adhere to your capabilities, I will stay as as cool as the other side of the pillow. Right, okay. But
1: <laughs>
0: but there is there is another gear that we can shift to very, very, very fast.
1: I love that. Well, William Inge, Co-DC, is uh, with us at UW. Talk to us about the difference between the defense, especially on third down that we saw against Arizona State and UCLA, and the one that we saw the last six weeks.
0: But the biggest thing is just the players making the plays they're supposed to make. Uh, there were some things that we did change from a structural standpoint just to help give us a chance and from a personnel standpoint. What
1: would you do? Tell us about that a little
0: the, bit. Some, some of the coverage mechanisms that we were doing, some of the pressures that we were doing, yeah. and even some of the personnel groups that we were going to uh, after the Arizona State game. And, and I think slowly but surely what we just saw just the guys, they got more confident in their development to where they started making some of those plays. If you look at the Arizona State and the UCLA game, we had players where they're supposed to be, but some of those guys weren't playing their techniques. Mm-hmm. And another thing after the Arizona State game, we finally started getting some of our continuity back where some of the players who played early yep. were coming back from injury. So some the last four or five games we finally had to play with the same group of guys for the most part.
1: You also added an Eddie Ulofosio that didn't play at you the beginning are, you, you of the are season. Correct. So talk about working him back in and kind of what the game plan was to gradually get him back back to the point that we saw him last year.
0: And the, the biggest thing that we had with Edifawan coming in was knowing when he came back, there was going to be a little pitch count. So we knew we were going to have a specific amount in game one for him, a specific amount in game two. And, and I tell you what, you talk about someone who is trying to chew the chain off. Yeah. Holy smokes. (laughs) I I could never move on the sidelines. Coach, coach, can I go in? I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) But that's that's what you want. You want someone who uh, who prepares like one does. When when you talk about preparation, when we're in our linebacker meeting room, often I can barely find a place to draw something for the rest of the group because he's coming coming in in, in, at nighttime drawing everything on the board.
1: Well, William Inge is with us, co-UWDC. I'm getting fired up just hearing you talk, man. I might go put a uniform on. I love it. I'll pull a hammy in about two seconds, but I might put a uniform on out there. But uh, Alex Cook was with us on the phone about an hour and a half ago, and he couldn't be here in person because his girlfriend's having a baby. All right, so a good excuse to miss practice, although Greg Lewis did tell us a story that when he played for Don James, he missed a practice because his kid was being born, and DJ was pissed because he (laughs) missed practice. So a little bit of a different story with you guys for sure but the hit that he put on Bo Nix in the Oregon game one of the biggest plays of the year how much does that resonate with you
0: that's exactly what it's all about and the thing that a lot of people may not understand we actually called a timeout trying to set up the play wow so they would think they have it and it was kind of like your your chess match to where we set the play up they had and we said hey you get ready to come down and lay the hammer I and, love it, and that's exactly what he did.
1: <laughs> you were with a young Michael Penix in oh. Indiana. Mm-hmm. Now you're with a veteran Michael Penix at Washington. Tell us about what the difference is.
0: Well, probably the, the thing on mine. I, I've had the pleasure to really see Michael grow, having a chance to recruit him. Yep. You know, from from square one when he was in Tampa, that was one of my recruiting areas. So seeing him from a 17 year old young man to what to where he is now. One thing that he has always wanted to do was just continue to grow and develop and grind. And that's one of the premises that we have in our program is for the players. They want to grind, refine, and compete. And to see him adhere to those three things, it's so gratifying. And he has a group of receivers that will make him look good
1: no doubt well listen I know we're I know we're late here but William Inge with us and the really cool thing about this is there's still work to be done yes right on 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 defense I mean the tackling can be a lot better I think that it's been in the last few weeks how do you how do you change that how do you clean that up because you as you said guys are in position to make plays and when they don't make them it's frustrating
0: well the the thing to understand is is we all know we're a developmental program so you're always consistently continuously developing as you go on whether you're in week one week 13 week right. 15 right so we're still going to be implementing some of our same developmental things in practice some of the same fundamental things when it comes to tackling being able to make your place in space yep. being able to keep your body position like it needs to be and being able to play under control
1: yeah i love it well if you need tackling dummies Right here, all right? <laughs> or just dummies in general. Yes, exactly. We'll be your guys. Hey, great job down the stretch, man. It was awesome to see this defense develop into something that could really give the offense a chance, and you guys did that, no question. That second half against Wazoo was a thing of beauty. Uh, congratulations, man. Great stuff, and we'll talk soon, all right?
0: Thank you very much. And Go Huskies. Bet.
1: Go Huskies. William Inge with us on the radio show. We're going to get a break and talk to Jamarcus Shepard, who normally a little bit dry on the air, so we'll see if, <laughs> we'll see if he brings any personality. Jamarcus Shepard's going to join us coming up next. Go Right here. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.